Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, April 15th. Coming up on the show today, the Memphis Grizzlies begin their NBA playoffs this weekend. Nashville SC goes for yet another road result. We will hear from Jason Swain of WNML in Knoxville about what he thinks we all need to know about college football recruiting. But we begin with the Nashville Predators' ugly performance on Thursday, limping into a huge divisional weekend with just eight games left to go. We are brought to you guys by the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. You guys know the entire story at this point. I've told you all about them, why they're award-winning, why you should trust them, and why their process will help you make great decisions. That's it. That's all you need to know. Kingston Group, buildkg.com. Thursday wasn't a good night for the Nashville Predators for a variety of reasons. They got smoked by Edmonton at home 4 to nothing as the Oilers controlled the game basically from the puck drop. The Dallas Stars picked up a point and are now dead tied in the standings for the top wild card in the Western Conference. Vegas destroyed Calgary and picked up two points. But more importantly, how they played in their own game. The Oilers are a playoff team that is likely to be in the Predators bracket if they can hold on to the first wild card spot. And they did not play very good hockey. They got completely outworked in the first two periods. And there are only eight games left to go in the entire season with a lot more games like Thursdays on the schedule. Six of the eight will come against Stanley Cup playoff teams, and three will come against the two division leaders in the Western Conference, Calgary and Colorado, two potential first-round matchups for Nashville. That stretch, of course, begins this weekend with two huge games, Chicago on Saturday at 11.30 a.m., that's right, at Bridgestone Arena, and then a huge match with Red Hot St. Louis on Sunday at 5 p.m. on Terry Crisp night. This Preds team is ahead of schedule as a franchise. They've been fun to watch, they've set all types of records, and are good enough to beat anyone in a seven-game series. They are also young enough, undisciplined enough, inexperienced enough to play poorly enough over the last few weeks to miss the playoffs altogether. As I mentioned, Dallas is tied, Vegas is just a couple points back, and Nashville, those three teams are fighting for the last two playoff spots. And outside of a last day of the season matchup with the worst team in the league, Arizona, Nashville will be facing elite playoff type competition every single night once they get done with Chicago on Saturday. Which means, for lack of a better cliche, the proof will be in the pudding for this team. They have the chance right in front of them to play their way into a solid playoff spot and give either Calgary or Colorado a really tough series. Or, if they're not careful, could play their way right out of the playoffs altogether. Now all that's left to do is go out and actually play the games. Puck drop on Saturday against Chicago is 11.30 a.m., as I mentioned. And then on Terry Crisp evening, congratulations to Crispy, a well-deserved celebration. The Preds will host the Blues in a massive Central Division weekend. Puck drop is at 5 p.m. on Sunday evening. The Memphis Grizzlies begin their march towards a potential NBA championship as the two-seed in the Western Conference against the seven-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. Game 1, 2.30 on Saturday. Of course, the Grizzlies a seven-point favorite to win Game 1. That one at home in Memphis. Best of seven series, of course. Memphis currently minus 3.30 to win the series outright as the two-seed against the Timberwolves. The two teams met four times during the regular season. Memphis won the first meeting back on November 8th in overtime. That one was at home. A couple of weeks later, late in November, November 20th, Minnesota won on the road against Memphis 138-95, to so complete obliteration in that game. Memphis then came back and won at home in January. That was January 13th, 116-108, and then lost on the road in late February, February 24th, 
against Minnesota. So two and two on the regular season. Two times Memphis has won at home against Minnesota. Two times they have lost on the road. So it should be a hell of a series. The NBA playoffs are completely wide open. We talked about this last week. And again, there is zero reason, absolutely no reason at all, why people in Nashville should not be watching John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and this Memphis Grizzlies basketball team. They were one of the best teams in the NBA. It was the arguably the best regular season in franchise history, and they have an actual chance to make a deep run, but they've got to handle their business against a solid and talented Minnesota Timberwolves team in the first round of the playoffs. It all, of course, gets started Saturday, as I mentioned, 2.30 tip-off. Game two will also be in Memphis, but not until next Tuesday. Give me Memphis in six games. We had Jason Swain on Lamestream Sports this week, a host up in Knoxville on his new show, Josh and Swain, WNML, of course, of the Swain event as well, and talked to him about a lot of different stuff. We, we also talked about the Adam Schefter tweet, but he talked about radio, digital, video, going out on his own, his decision to go back and work for a big company and do a local radio show like he's, he's doing with Josh. He talked about being recruited. He talked about Tennessee. He talked about playing. He talked about athletes and name, image, and likeness. He talked about a lot of stuff. One of my favorite answers, though, however, was when I asked him, what, is, what does he want people to know about college football recruiting? But back when he was recruited in 02 and today, what, what is it that people don't know about the sport? And here's what he had to say. Coaches lie. <laughs> I mean, sim- simple as that. They make promises. They lie. And then when a player wants to transfer, then the player is the one who's not loyal. The player is the one that – quit on their team or whatever, but no one really knows what was said in those living rooms to get that player to come to that school. And so many times the players crucified for saying, no, man, I can't trust you anymore. Like, I can't trust you. You said one thing to my parents' face in my house and you're doing the opposite. How can I play hard for you? How can I, uh, you know, run through a brick wall for you? And um, the players, if they came out and said that, then – They'll be crucified by fan bases on social media and the player will have to put their account on private. So I think that's the side of it that, that many people don't don't realize. Um, the thing I hate about recruiting now is, is uh, commitments mean nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing anymore. He also went on to explain how much he hates it when recruits wear uniforms on their official visits. You should go listen to his answer. Uh, I totally agree with him. I think it's fantastic, and I don't care if anybody thinks we're yelling at clouds and that we're old men. I, I think it's hilarious, and I'm with him all the way. It's a ridiculous thing to see on social media. Go check out our conversation. That's Lamestream Sports Podcast everywhere you get your shows. Steve Cavendish, myself, and the great Jason Swain this week. Rate, review, and subscribe. Nashville will play their seventh consecutive road match to start the season, and after three wins and six matches on the road to start the year, This entire stretch before the stadium opens up on May 1st has been a monumental success. Now they're going to play their seventh match on the road on Saturday against San Jose, a team that has not won a game the entire season, has been outscored by six goals this year, and is in dead last place in the Western Conference. This is one of those where you have to get a result. You have to take at least a draw and a point. And if you can do that, you will have gotten results in five out of seven road matches to start the year, which is an extraordinary accomplishment before you even play a single home match. Whether you're opening a brand new stadium that should give you a a tremendous home field advantage or not, playing that well on the road should translate extremely well to playing at home, but especially when you're opening up a brand new and what should be very sold-out stadium for at least the foreseeable future. A win for Nashville over San Jose would be four road victories and 13 points, which would put them in a tie for first place in the Western Conference, having not played a single game at home. Have we mentioned that Nashville SC hasn't played at home yet? 
because the record they're putting together right now, even though there have been some down spots and some disappointing moments, it's pretty damn successful first couple of months of the season for Nashville SC. 2.30, Saturday afternoon, San Jose, Nashville SC, out on the West Coast. One of the first matches of the weekend, so get yourself ready and prepared for some soccer this weekend. It should be a lot of fun as we inch closer to May 1st and that stadium opening. After a 23-game winning streak that includes a 12-0 start in the SEC was snapped this week by Tennessee Tech of all teams, the Tennessee Volunteers baseball program, number one in the nation, is back on the field in SEC action against number 24-ranked top 25 Alabama team. This team is 12-0 in the conference, as I mentioned, and has an opportunity to secure a top eight seed nationally if it continues on its current path. After hosting Alabama this week, they'll play at Florida. The following week, they still have series with Auburn, Kentucky, Georgia, and Mississippi State left on the schedule. Since being swept by Tennessee, the Vanderbilt Commodores have continued to struggle, losing two out of three to Auburn last weekend. They will host the Florida Gators in what is normally a massive rivalry in the SEC in Nashville this weekend. The Commodores are just 5-7 and seven in SEC play, but are 23-9 and nine overall. It's about that time to start paying more attention to college baseball every single weekend as we get closer and closer to the road to Omaha and the College World Series. Thank you guys all for listening. Make sure you check out the YouTube page. Got a lot of really cool stuff up there for all of you folks if you want to watch some of these shows. So make sure you're checking out the YouTube page, the socials, subscribe to all the different places. Kick your heels up. Have a great weekend, of course, everybody. Watch some soccer. Watch some basketball. Watch some hockey. Enjoy yourselves. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend, everybody. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. This has been the 440 for Friday, April 15th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.